Hey everyone, it's Father Pat, here today to offer you my reflections on the scripture readings for today. Our readings today are from Tuesday of the 34th week in Ordinary Time, a reading from the book of Revelation. I, John, looked, and there was a white cloud, and sitting on the cloud, one who looked like a son of man, with a gold crown on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. Another angel came out of the temple, crying out in a loud voice to the one sitting on the cloud, Use your sickle and reap the harvest, for the time to reap has come, because the earth's harvest is fully ripe. So the one who was sitting on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth, and the earth was harvested. Then another angel came out of the temple in heaven, who also had a sharp sickle. Then another angel came from the altar, who was in charge of the fire, and cried out in a loud voice, To the one who had the sharp sickle, Use your sharp sickle and cut the clusters from the earth's vines, for its grapes are ripe. So the angel swung his sickle over the earth and cut the earth's vintage. He threw it into the great wine press of God's fury. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our response. The Lord comes to judge the earth. The Lord comes to judge the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord is king. He has made the world firm not to be moved. He governs the peoples with equity. The Lord comes to judge the earth. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Let the sea and what fills it resound. Let the plains be joyful and all that is in them. Then the then shall all the trees of the forest exult. The Lord comes to judge the earth. Before the Lord, for he comes, for he comes to rule the earth. He shall rule the world with justice and the peoples with his constancy. The Lord comes to judge the earth. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. While some people were speaking about how the temple was adorned with costly stones and votive offerings, Jesus said, All that you see here, the days will come when there will not be left a stone upon another stone that will not be thrown down. Then they asked him, Teacher, when will this happen? And what sign will there be when all these things are about to happen? He answered, See that you not be deceived, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time has come. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for such things must happen first, but it will not immediately be the end. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be powerful earthquakes, famines, and plagues from place to place, and awesome sights and mighty signs will come from the sky. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I never imagined that altar wine could be so controversial. It seems that everyone has their own opinion. Some prefer a sweeter vintage, others drier. I personally think that a red wine is more appropriate as it will become the blood of Christ, although theologically there's no such requirement. A sweet wine might perhaps better reflect the joy of resurrection and redemption, while a more bitter-tasting wine brings out the cup of suffering from which Jesus drank in his passion, a sacrifice in which we are called to participate. What I know is this. Everyone seems to have an opinion, and they rarely keep it to themselves. Today's first reading is, for me, a bit confusing, as as is most of the book of Revelation. That's really the idea behind apocalyptic writing, though. It's supposed to engage your imagination and get you thinking deeply about the messages hidden within the uh, within inadequate human language. The image of the uh, grapes, now ripe, which are harvested 
to produce the cup of God's wrath is powerful. After all, wine in biblical times is associated with celebration and gladness. Think of the wedding at Cana, for example, or the lavish banquets hosted by Old Testament kings. And yet in Psalms 60 and 75, in Isaiah chapter 51, in Jeremiah 25, for example, there is the image of the cup of God's wrath. So which is it? The answer is, of course, both. God created all things, and so all things are good, including grapes and wine. But human beings take what God has created and use those created things for good or for evil. Our harvest can be abundant, life-giving, and sweet. It can be sparse, rotten, and bitter, or it can be somewhere in between. Jesus drank from the fruits of our sinfulness in his passion, and he transforms that bitter vintage through grace within and over time to produce the joy of heaven. And so, yes, we do taste the bitterness of sin. We reap what we sow. In justice and in love and in communion with him, we must share in the Lord's passion on the road to redemption. But if our desire is to follow him, it is, as the expression goes, all good. We are participating in our own salvation. And so even in our suffering, we can find joy. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a great day.